Next up, we have Monica Brooks talking to some local hospitality workers, including uh, a small business person, a backpacker, and someone that's worked in hospitality for several years. Um, so she's talking to Shane, Hannah, and, um, and Adam. Adam. Shane is a small business owner and a environmental activist in Katoomba. And um, we're doing some pre-recorded interviews for Rights, Rorts and Rants, getting perspectives on um, uh, the hospitality sector within the Blue Mountains, specifically in relation to what's going on with COVID-19 and uh, how, how you might be faring and how your staff or generally what's going on and blah, 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 if you'd like to just give some commentary. Uh, it, it's um, definitely stressful. Yeah. Um, and can be boring as well. Because you know, <laughs> you're sitting around twiddling your thumbs, waiting open business or to get some news or you know, to make decisions what you're going to do. <clears throat> and, yeah. the, and the staff sort of getting stressed as well. Yeah. And you know, people who I work with. Yeah. You know, because even though they're all getting some work, there's this uncertainty in the background of, you know, will they be able to make their rent yeah. further on down the track, you know? Will they have jobs in a couple of months? Yeah. Did you find, um, sorry, if this is, and just let me know if this is like too personal a question, but um, mm. did uh, many of your employees slash the people that you work with, um, did they, were they eligible to get job seeker or job keeper? Job keeper, yeah. I, I'm not sure about job seeker, but with the majority of uh, people I work with, they were okay to get job keeper. But there are a lot of problems with. It. There's people falling through the gaps. Yeah. For example, if you're if you're under 18 as of the first of March, yeah. you would be um, ineligible to get the job keeper. Uh, correction you can actually apply for six weeks of it but you can't that's all you can get <clears throat> so that means that if you turned 18 on the 2nd of March which does happen to be my birthday yeah <laughs> um, yeah you wouldn't be eligible that, that's correct but on the 1st of March you would have been eligible <clears throat> that's weird so it's just a, a an anomaly that sort of cuts out a huge portion of young people from being able to yeah. access this yeah, there's a lot of independent 17-year-olds out there who are, you know, working hard to make a living and paying rent and paying the, the food and their, and their electricity bill. And then they get cut off because they're, they're not deemed as independent under the Social Security Act. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's what, it, that's what it comes under. And then, yeah, it started. The festival got cancelled. Um, yeah, hard to find work. So um, I was thinking about, yeah, it, it's the best way to just get a van that you can save money for accommodation. Um, looking for farm work. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my van, but uh, <laughs> I had many things to fix. <laughs> and then all the free campsites were closed. It was more like sneaking around all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saving money for, for, I need a new radiator. And I don't know. Yeah. When I 
got my car fixed. I'm like, oh, go north. I found many jobs over there, but they were like, start immediately. Yeah. And I couldn't tell them when I'm exactly there. So I'm like, fuck, I'm just going there. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Byron Bay. But again, troubles with my car. And there was this hostel with 140 backpackers in there. And everybody was looking for a job. So yeah, every right. job where I applied for it was like in five minutes gone. <laughs> yeah, right. Did yeah, um, so, so have you found uh-huh. it like, have you found it um, difficult um, being able to locate work up here now? Or, or um, do you know of any <laughs> friends that are in a, a bit of a pickle with it? or? Um, uh, I don't understand what you mean. A oh, in a pickle. Uh, just um, they've found it, like with the COVID situation, if they've come across as um, on a sort of um, work travel visa or whatever, they've found it difficult to locate work or um, are now running into problems, I suppose. Or um, At first it, it, it was difficult to just figure out how it works with um, self-isolation before you go to farm work. Yeah. So I went to, uh, first I went to uh, New South Wales uh, service just to ask like how is it working, but nobody could tell me how it's working. So they just told me to go to Centrelink. They sent me back to the, <laughs> yeah. to the New South Wales service and they're like, uh, just call the farms and ask them how they deal with it. Yeah, right. Uh, but, and I don't know really many people, so. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, thanks for your opinion. That's good. <laughs> that was Monica Brooks talking to Shane, Hannah and Adam. Um, Adam's a little bit more generous to small business people than probably what I am. But, um, but I do understand also when you work in a small business, you develop a relationship because you actually... I've been working in hospitality for... It's not like a big corporation. Seven years. You never see the big boss... Um, and that's, that can I've be hard to manage if you, half a dozen you become friends. Restaurants, and, cafes. Uh, everyone there had a few in interesting things to say. Mm. I think, but um, we all know that, I think Deb, that uh, we don't get paid very much for a hell of a lot of work. A thousand stories. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you and I have heard lots just of Just before COVID-19. Uh, it was really interesting to hear them. I actually was talking to Coles about getting some couple of shifts at night. Packing shelves and paying bills. So I had my foot in the door when COVID hit and I've been getting a couple of shifts at Coles. And I didn't want to deal with Centrelink. Yes, it's true. Until just recently when I just decided to bite the bullet that deal with, places in the big cities, uh, with them the and the um, I'm currently waiting for like yeah, 15 days for them yeah. to get back to me because so, anyway, um, if you apply for the job sticker and then they get back to you after about two weeks yeah yeah so look I am I look at it this way we're all doing it tough this, they're projecting that there's going to be something like what two million Unemployed by November. Yeah, right. That's... So I'm just, I'm not um, feeling particularly sorry for myself. I'm just trying to survive. I, I'm fortunate enough to have a landlord that is extremely sympathetic. She's a nurse in the city and um, she has been very kind to so far waive rent. So I haven't had to deal with that. Oh, that's really cool. Which you yeah. understand, obviously, being a nurse just in a different capacity is the pressures that are on 
her as a frontline work health worker. Yeah, basically she said, I don't want you to pay rent. I don't want you to pay it back. I want you to stay at home wow. as much as possible. Just do <laughs> us that. Please do that for us. Yeah, um, cool. So hospitality is a really tough geek if you haven't worked it. You work very hard. You work long hours. Invariably, you don't get a break. You have to deal with people's moods. And um, you're kind of like a cab driver. You know, you sort of, you know, as in people hop into a cab and they chat to their cabbie. And there's a moment in time when you can basically just say whatever you want to the cabbie because there's no consequences, you know. <laughs> They're just like a random stranger. You, you, I'm sure other people can relate to this. Yeah. I've always thought this about cab drivers. You know, you, you jump in the cab and you can just say whatever you want to them and you can project your day onto them because for that little period of time, they're a random stranger that you just chat to. Yeah. And, you know, we have incredibly loyal customers and lovely people that come in and I build semi-relationships with some of them, you know, semi-friendships. But we also have to deal with people who are very rude or angry. Mm -hmm. They're going through a really horrible day and you just sort of have to cop it on the on the chin. Mm. It's a lot of work for um, very little reward. Just on that um, on that note of um, like as a worker, um, without naming any names of businesses that you've worked for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, do you like what are your thoughts on the idea of? Uh, I suppose award wages and whether hospitality workers are paid award wages, um, and uh, whether you've you've got a kind of empathy for some um, business owners up here or or anywhere, I suppose, or not. Or I think that um, yeah, it's a tricky one. This one, I support award wages. Of course, I do. That being said, I also sympathise with a business owner that is trying to cover all his costs or her costs and having to cover wages and struggling to to do that. I mean, I think that um, ultimately it's pretty mean to cut award wages given that we work in a sector that doesn't pay very well. We have to try and survive, you know, you get $20 $20 for tips and you're excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I've, I, I do have sympathy for um, for business owners. Yeah, right, yeah. On this. So it, I feel a little bit um, conflicted about it, really. Yeah, I've noticed, like, a lot of people that I've sort of just generally asked this kind of question, like, even the way that I ask it has to change because – the second that you say award wages sort of pits the employer against the worker when that's not necessarily the situation in like a relatively small and tight community like the Blue Mountains. But, and I'm sure it changes depending on whom you're working for. But, um, yeah, well, they wanted to bring that up. Okay. So if you're working for Joe Blow, who owns a cafe in a small town, regardless of the tourist trade, you know, it, this person is just trying to survive. Mm. has their little cafe, has their little restaurant. I'm sympathetic. You're working for 
a large corporation like Coles or whatever. Mm. And uh, absolutely, award wages should be paid because mm. they can afford it. Yeah. Um, I think that too often in um, our society of social media and Facebook, we simplify, you know, because often these things are discussed on on social media platforms, don't they? So, yeah, yeah. And um, journalism has become... Everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, journalism, yeah, but also journalism has become um uh it's always been it's always had a tabloid nature but it most mostly journalism is tabloid journalism these days and everything just becomes very black and white so i what i'm trying to say is that really these issues are as simple as they're projected to be you reckon yeah i i do i think that like this issue of the award wages is not just cut and dry of employers versus employees, mm. you know. Um, so, I think yeah, because uh, for example, how one like measures what a standard is would be reflective also of what the the living costs of a particular area would be. So, just hypothetically, maybe in the upper mountains where the commute would be larger to. Um, a greater pool of employment opportunities also means that in forfeiting uh, a greater degree of employment opportunities, you are gaining um, more affordable rent or something like this. Um, I don't know whether this equates totally, but um, so the idea well, of award wages and... Uh, it's, about, it's, it's, it's about context. Yeah, context. Thank you. <laughs> it's, 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 it's about context. It's, you know... It's uh, about every individual situation. Yeah, whether you could be a... Because I'm just imagining, like, listening to myself right now going, but there are a lot of, like, cafes in just places in Australia where you've got a, a, a business that's saying, oh, but I'm a struggling business, business person, da-da-da-da-da, and you're like, yeah, but you've got prime property on King Street, Newtown, um, you know, you've you own the entire building, and um, you're just a very good entrepreneur, and you're still paying your staff like ten bucks an hour. Indeed, indeed. So, so in that situation, I'm like, I don't have much empathy for the for the business owner, but they're well, incredibly not... good at rotting the system. So that's, I guess, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Mm. You know, um, we like to just sort of uh, project our opinions. Onto tabloid journalism through through tabloid journalism and social platforms like social media, when situations might be a little bit more complicated, you know it's not just cut and dry. I I work for uh, a lovely man who is barely scraping a wage for himself. Yeah, and he pays me properly. He's highly professional. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's not someone that uh, has a lot of investments yeah. and a lot of capital. So it's, it's, yeah. It's context and there's context. a complexity in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How'd that go, Mon? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Thank you very much. That's a great opinion. All right, that's, cool. I think, I think I could, yeah. 
like to, to summarise, it's about yeah context and that shit's a little bit more complex than pitting employer against um, employee. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I I feel extreme loyalty to my employer at the moment because he because he stands up for me and he and he and he represents me well and pays me properly and all that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time, Adam. That was Monica Brooks talking to Shane, Hannah and Adam. Um, Adam's a little bit more generous to small business people than probably what I am, but um, but I do understand also when you work in a small business, you develop a relationship because you're actually working with the person who owns the business. It's not like a big corporation where you, you never see the, the big boss. So, um, and that's, that can be hard to manage if you, um, you become friends. And, but uh, everyone there had a few interesting things to say. I think, um, I think Deb, that uh, in the Naked Town there's probably at least a thousand stories. Yes. <laughs> and you and I have heard lots of others. Um, it was really interesting to hear them and it was great that Monica got them and I think it would be, you know, she's hoping to get others and there are other people keen to tell their story. Yeah. But I think the truth, the truth about Katoomba Town, where the private employers, well, it's hospitality tourism, uh, there is not, these days, hardly any union presence. Yes, that's true. There used yep. to be in some places, but yep. um, in other places in the big cities, I think the union, the, the relevant unions are much more active and it's probably easier there to organise yeah. in big yep. places. But yep. so Anyway, um, she, she, I hope um, she's going to supply a few more stories from the streets of Katoomba. Yes, yeah.